VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Star Wars Minute. It's your daily podcast in which we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate one minute at a time. All the last Jedi one minute at a time. Excuse me, I got distracted uh, thinking ahead. And uh, my name is Al Robinson from altrobinson.fun. My name is Pete the Retailer from PeteTheRetailer.com. And my name is Tony Thaxon. Why not keep mixing it up? I'm also the on-air producer for the Allison Rosen is your new best friend podcast. I wear many hats. Yeah. Not, Welcome back. Not on the show. No, I wear mini, M-I-N-I oh, hats. Mini hats. Yes, mini I wear hats. very tiny hats for every episode. Mm. Tune in. Wow, that's them. funny. Yes. Well, now I want to go back uh, and watch and make sure and see if I can spot them. I didn't spot yeah. them. Yeah, you got to have a really big TV. Hmm. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for closing out the week here with us to talk about minute number 85 of Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi. Uh, minute 85 starts off with Yoda telling us that we are we are what they grow beyond. That is the true burden of all masters. Hmm. And it ends a minute later with Finn quoting that great line, you're going to get paid. <laughs> you're going to get paid. Finn. Um, well, here's my, here's my question about what this all means. What does it all mean? Is Luke George Lucas in this scenario? Hmm. Is, because as we all know, Luke S, you know, that Luke was an early George Lucas stand-in. Right. Is he now George Lucas here again? And is Yoda essentially, uh, you know, Mickey Mouse, let's say a different creature famous for his ears, um, <clears throat> telling George Lucas to be like, hey, look, you know, like they got it. They're going in a new direction. Like you got to, you know, you can't hold on to the sacred texts. Just, you know, let, like let, it, let the past die. And we are what they grow beyond. <clears throat> and and so you, you did a great thing. You set it up and now it's going to go in new directions and just 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 roll with it. Like Steve Winwood. Is that Steve Winwood? It's Steve Winwood. There we go. That's Yoda talking, saying, hey, roll with it like Steve Winwood. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like Steve Wynn, the casino owner, how he would. Yeah. Steve Winwood. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I'm intrigued by that. I don't like the fact that it paints George Lucas as a self-pitying, like, loser. Because it makes it sound like the fit that the prequels were a failure. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, they were not a failure in terms of like, you know, box office and everything. Clearly people were disappointed. So 
Um, but uh, I could definitely well, see that interpretation. Hmm? I mean, I, I think from George Lucas's point of view, you know, box office is probably the least of his past a certain point. Right. He's not, he's more concerned to think about entertainment and maybe in a critical regard, but at least, you know, yeah. popular regard than he is the money. He already has more money than he knows what to do with. And he has publicly stated, like, that he was so, like, I would just make Star Wars movies and they just hated me for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, so I guess maybe he would see it in terms of a, maybe as a self-pitying kind of, like, as opposed to being like, well, you know what? I made movies that I thought were great and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever. But, uh, yeah. So uh, maybe there's something to that. But I guess there are also, from Mickey Mouse's point of view, he would want to encourage Luke to think of himself as a failure and that how he was doing the right thing by letting it go. And mm-hmm. as opposed to, you should get in there and fight back for your movies. Redirect <laughs> this movie, you should, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. But I do like the part about uh, the the we are what they grow beyond. Mm-hmm. That is the true burden of all masters. Grow beyond uh, Kenobi. <laughs> that should be <laughs> we are what they grow beyond <laughs> it's like hello there did somebody say Obi-Wan sorry I'm late I had to swim here from Tatooine I like that, that they called him that because all all his students wound up becoming more powerful than him so everyone <laughs> right. like they ever call him grow. that's what that's what Vader should have taunted him by by saying in uh, when they fought on the Death Star he should have been like I've been waiting for you, grow beyond. <laughs> and everybody like, would be like, what? Like, That'll make sense eight movies from now, don't worry. <laughs> it was funny, but no, you, you, you don't worry about it. Take your clothes off so I can kill you. <laughs> um Yes. So uh Luke, I, I know a lot of people seem to really make a lot of the line. I think a lot of people compared it to parenthood as well. Mm, the fact the that we are we are what they grow beyond. Like that's kind of what you want as a parent. You want your kids to be more successful in everything, even if that means right know, moving beyond you. Yeah. Um. Well, along with, speaking of parenting, I, I my note it was a, a holdover note from yesterday, but it has to do with the whole the whole lesson holdover? being learned here. <laughs> Which okay. is uh, it reminded me of a, of a, one of my favorite Mike Brady quotes, which is "You never make a mistake; Are you we... never learn a lesson." Can we all say our favorite Mike Brady quotes now? Absolutely. Well, can we take calls too? They can do it too. <laughs> um, uh... I'm disappointed that that was a joke, and you guys don't have favorite Mike Brady quotes because I'd like to hear what yours are. I know I was suddenly on the spot. I know if I could pull if I could pull one, I would I would do it. But the only one I could pull is Bobby, Cindy. <laughs> when they're walking down the Grand Canyon. Oh, yeah. There you so. go. That's a good one. Classic. Gosh. I haven't watched the Brady Bunch in ages. Mm. It, anyway. I was... It came up again recently. Oh, uh, never mind. It has nothing to do with anything. I was looking up <laughs> C.B. Barnes. And... Because um, he played Greg Brady in the Brady Bunch movies. Uh-huh. But also... I don't know. I'd gotten there from something else. I was looking at the Starman TV show and, and all these other things. There was a Starman think... TV show? Starman. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved it. It was um, I had no idea. CB Barnes playing the son that they have. So at the end of Starman, the you know the movie, it's like oh she's pregnant, and then um, it's CB Barnes, and uh, it, instead of Jeff Bridges, you get um, 
Um, Bridges. No, you get um Todd Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be that would be the the an amazing um uh answer to that. But I, I now I can't remember his name, so I gotta Google the um Oh Robert Hayes, Ted Stryker. Oh yeah. Wow. He plays the Starman, the titular Starman. Wow. And so it's C B Barnes and Robert Hayes going searching for the mother, which was uh, you know, uh, um Karen Allen. Karen Allen in the in the movie. And spoiler alert, eventually they do find her for a brief story arc and the T V movie version well not movie, but the T V version of Karen Allen ends up being Aaron Gray. So um Wait, who's Aaron Wilma, Gray? Wilma Deering from, from Buck Rogers. Oh. Or from Silver Spoons. Or yes, from, from Silver Spoons. Don't bring up Silver Spoons in these times. <laughs> oh yeah. We we can't talk about Silver Spoons anymore. <laughs> um well, speaking of old characters from olden times, yes. Uh, as we all know, um, Harrison Ford seems to be on a kind of farewell tour with a lot of his iconic characters. He did and is planning on doing another Indiana Jones, God help us. He did Blade Runner. He returned to Han Solo. Who would ever thought that doing? Who would ever thought of that? And, Regarding uh, Henry's coming soon. <laughs> exactly. There's another witness. <laughs> um, is he gonna? Is he gonna show up? You think on the Mosquito Coast TV show? Oh, like that would be a nice little cameo, like a ghost, Force Ghost Ali Ford. <laughs> I hope someone Allie asks Ford, him Allie if he'll be Fox. appearing as a Force Ghost in Mosquito Coast because <laughs> right. I would love to see his reaction to. It. <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> mosquito Ghost. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh no i was thinking i wanted to see frank oz uh do see he came back to yoda so now i want to see him do like an older wiser fozzy bear and an older <laughs> wiser uh miss piggy and or bert you know like that seeing how they reflect on aging and everything mm. you know or i'm you on could, board yeah tony you're a muppet guy you you must want to right. see that i know you could it's go a... sorry go ahead no I, I don't know you could go pretty dark with with that in a in a you know if you wanted to do it as like a modern um, you know, like a, a a grittier retelling of a of a childhood, you know, like the way that you know, like a Joker and stuff like that. Yeah. So you could have him come back as Bert, and Bert is kind of living on his own, trying to deal with the loss of Ernie, and he's like a shut in who's just kind of uh, on his own thing, and it's a eventually it becomes better. He learns to love again. But <laughs> I'm here. I'm pitching Bert. It's called Bert. Lower, just Bert. X period B E R T. I'm pitching mm. it to you guys now. All right, I like it. I I, I uh, green light. All right. Maybe you could do like we could do like an anthology project where it's like Fozzie, Miss Piggy, Bert. Mm. Like who else? What's another? Maybe one more Frank Oz character. Let's go deep cuts and let's go with Marvin Suggs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's what we'll do. So, because uh, you imagine after playing Bert for all those years, Frank Oz probably has like a deeper relation. Like he probably has thought more about Bert's character oh, yeah. than. So I wonder if he really could do like a serious, like a one man show about Bert. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying. Um, look, since you said it, I'm I'm just really concentrating, trying to figure out what's the angle. What's the angle for the pitch for the Marvin Suggs movie? Yeah. <laughs> He, um, I mean, it has something to do with how he gets those little fuzzy guys to agree to let him right. hit them with mallets. Yeah. Does anyone know who Marvin Suggs is? 
Oh, of course. Anyone okay. listening to this? Just, anyone here? Yeah. <laughs> well, I just I was just making sure. I didn't know so if that was like expl- he's the guy who hits. He he comes out and he hits all these uh, little things. Little, yeah. Uh, triple looking things with hammers to make yeah. them squeal when he does makes plays music that way. Yes. Like torturing animals to death. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's like a torture xylophone. Right. So I don't know where the where the dark gritty angle is on that. So <laughs> you guys would have to. Help me it's like out. A Saw that. movie. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just torturing these little fuzzy guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of little fuzzy guys, I was thinking it would be funny if while the tree was on fire, the caretaker fire uh, guys showed up oh, and started boy. spraying it with a hose. And stuff I like love that. it. <laughs> with bucket, they're doing like a like a like a oh, assembly yeah. line, handing buckets to each other, dumping it on it. Yeah, <laughs> Uh yeah, Pete, you're a, you're a, you're notoriously a fan of the uh, caretakers, right? Is that notorious now at this point? Have I said it <laughs> yes. enough that I? Right, I thought right. so. Well, yes, yeah, so unabashedly, I I do love the caretakers. They're one of my. He cares I, for I, caretakers. Controversial, but I like caretakers more than porgs. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, I I I won Again, the Boshek of. Of choices, I guess. So, yeah, <laughs> that is on that is on brand. Yeah, I, I, there, there is like a moment or two that that amused me with the caretakers, but overall, I want, I want to like them more than I do. I there's something about the the, the overall look of them that I don't mm. love. It was one of those things when the I think it was Entertainment Weekly had like the first uh, image of the them before the movie came out. And it was one of those things where I was like, saw it and was like, is this real? Is this, this seems off. This like looks, again, it kind of looked more Muppety to me than, uh, which seems like I should like it. But uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Don't, I don't, I don't love them. Hmm. Again, sorry. I'm no, going, I keep, I keep going negative on this movie. I don't mean to. No, you're going, no, I say you're There's, going, you're, you're giving a fair and balanced. Thing. You're, There's you're, plenty, you're, plenty I love. You just, you just haven't gotten to it yet, so I can't spoil anything. Yeah. So. Well, let me ask you about Porgs. You wrote the song Porg Mania. <laughs> do you, do you like the Porgs? I like the Porgs. All right. I, I think uh, if I remember correctly, I feel like uh, I agree with Pete, uh, Pete's feelings on them. Where mostly enjoy them, but maybe dial it back a little bit. Ten percent less. Um, yeah, more so the stuff kind of like coming up where they like keep kind of appearing later in the movie, like when they're on the Falcon and all that. Spoilers, um, but yeah, m- most mostly fine. Dial it back a bit. All right. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. 
Figure Lending LLC DBA Figure. Equal Opportunity Lender. NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So uh, we leave uh, two behind Mm -hmm. and we rejoin our friends Finn and Rose, the utterly uncontroversial Finn and Rose (laughs) on their adventure with uh, Don't Join DJ. Darth Join. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that uh, what was it, Dan Jr. I'm trying to think of other things that DJ stood has stood for in the past. Don Johnson. Don Johnson. <laughs> uh, Doctor Jones. Disc jockey. Well, disc jockey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for a uh, DJ. Disambiguation. Here we go. <clears throat> oh, Jidius. <laughs> Don Jr. Uh, <laughs> um. Dango Jet. Um, the the Dow Jones Industrial Average is sometimes a DJ. Uh, Donsk Jernbane, a Danish freight company. Uh, David Jones Limited, an Australian retailer. Hmm, retailer. Uh, Virgin Blue, an Australia-based airline prior to rebranding as Virgin Australia. Their uh, IATA code was DJ. Uh, Disney Junior. Hmm, that's oh. fitting. Maybe that was Synergy. Um, <clears throat> DJ Connor, DJ Tanner, um, DJ from Street Fighter, DJ on the OC. That sounds like I'm like, <laughs> like, bah, bah, bah. we got DJ on the OC. <laughs> um, yeah, look, there's a, there's a whole, mo- oh, look at that. Oh, this could be related. DJ from Transform from Transformers is one of the Jointron brothers. So you got DJ from the Jointron Brothers, and here you got DJ Don't Join. Maybe the he's a brothers? Transformer. Transformers can have brothers? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> in, in Beast Wars 2... Oh, don't, you don't even want to know. In Beast Wars 2... Uh, On the move. Trip, trip, triple, tripleticus? Tripladacus is a combiner Dacus. team. Its component parts are a lobster named Gimlet, a Japanese... <laughs> A Japanese rhinoceros beetle named Motor Arm, and a cicada named DJ. <laughs> everything, so about what, everything about what you just said was bananas. <laughs> the Jointron brothers have a tendency to mix in bad Spanish language phrases and have a certain affinity for Mexican culture, as they are sometimes wearing sombreros and playing maracas. When did the Don Julio? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's, uh, I can't decide if that would be from modern Transformers or from old Transformers, but the fact that you know about it makes me think it's old Transformers. Well, I'm reading the racist element (laughs) makes me think it's new Transformers. I'm reading this completely. Beast Wars 2 is a, is a, uh, more recent thing. Let's see. Uh, it was originally broadcast, uh, in Japan, 1998 to 1999. Okay. And then it was Americanized. I'm sure just a few years after that. Um, anyway, <laughs> where are we? DJ. DJ, don't join. They're flying their ship, and um, he seems to suddenly be uh, now pulling back out of the deal a bit. Finn, mm. Finn and Rose seem to have think that they kind of had a deal, but now DJ's like, I need something in advance. You know we got to have, this is one of my favorite, I do say again, I like DJ in this, in this minute a lot, because he's not, he's doing the DJ bits that I, the, the DJ bits that I like. <laughs> DJ Bits. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, you know, he's not leaning into, he's, he's not 
too uh, over the top kind of uh, uh, comic. He's not like mugging and being like, what? And he's not doing kind of that that pronounced. And I know we've we've had a lot of feedback and a lot of talking about the the kind of stutter elements uh, mm-hmm. to it. And I'm not. Again, I'm not uh, I, I if you think that that is a realistic portrayal perhaps of a type of stutter that I'm not aware of, you know, I'd like to know about that, but I feel like the way that he does it is more of a kind of cartoonish over the top affectation than a genuine stutter from what I can tell. Agreed. Um, But, uh, but in this minute, I like the way that he plays this and he says, so it it was, we got to have a pre do it conversation, which I love that. Um, a pre do it conversation. A pre do it conversation, because he. Uh, uh, I'm I'm looking at. Uh, I'm trying to call it again the script for this. Uh, hard to find. Um, I guess I could put it on with the with the subtitles or something like that, right? Um, does he not say no, pre do it sa- conversation? So yeah, he says something. It definitely is something like that. I honestly, I kind of in general. I was going to ask you guys if you have a hard time understanding him because I, I off there are several lines that I'm not clear on what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, here, here we go. He does. He does say, "It's like guys, we can do it, but there exists a pre-do it conversation about price." Okay. So it's, I like that. I could there understand a that pre-do it conversation. Like, it's like yes, we can do this, but first we got to talk. Yeah. First, there's a there exists a pre do it conversation about price. Yeah, it's a good line. You should we should start working that into the rotation. I'm gonna try to. As a retailer, especially, that's a great. Uh, mm. <laughs> it's a great phrase to be able to bust out. <laughs> like, I want to send you home with this car, but before we do it, <clears throat> <laughs> gotta have a pre do it conversation about price. <clears throat> um, well, uh, along those lines, they're haggling over money now, um, and. Uh, you know, F- Finn and Rose, Finn, I think of all people, is like, oh yeah, once we're done, the resistance will give you whatever you want. And I was like, whoa, wait, whoa, whoa. Are they authorized to talk money, to offer payment on behalf of the resistance? No, I think he's just saying whatever it's going to take for him to do it. He's hoping that it'll have, it'll be like a Han Solo moment. He's like, every, they all say this and then they have a change of heart and they come back and they're, it's not about the money. They just want to do good. Or it's just that he's just like, well, something will happen between now and then, like, you know, or we'll just stiff him, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> when it comes time to pay him, we'll just kind of be, we'll wander away, we'll be outside, and he won't be able to find us, and then we'll... Yeah. I mean, this is also a guy who's raised by the First Order, so I'm sure he's just like, money has no concept to him. He's just, you know. Yeah. So. Have you guys, forgive me if this has been discussed and I've forgotten, my brain forgive is uh, gelatinous goo these days. Hmm. Um, the bounty hunter? Is, uh, I know that, you know, they never say DJ in the movie, and mm-hmm. it's supposed to stand for don't, uh, don't join. Mm-hmm. Are we to, is this just a name that was given to him you know, because they need to call him something for the the toys or whatever. Or are we to be under the impression that in that world, that's what he goes by as DJ? Hmm. Um, 
I think the Visual Dictionary does put. Um, Wait, say that again. I think the Visual Dictionary does put quotes around his name. Hmm. Uh, what I for what that's worth, I don't know how yeah. you would interpret that. Whether yeah, see they. That's DJ, and the DJ part is in quotes. So right. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I so I think it that what it is a nickname then, right? For it just says the man known as DJ. Right. Oh, so known as okay. Yeah, so I don't. That was another one of those things that when the the news came out before the movie and said mm. that he was playing a character named DJ, who's mm. I remember <laughs> being very very thrown by that DJ. Yeah. I, it's very weird. A little earthy. Yeah. Well, now, although now I'm tending to think that it's a uh, DJ has little that passes as, as personal ethos, save for the two words that are the source of his nickname. Right. So it that makes it sound to me more like it's a nickname that he has in the in the in universe. Right. 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 Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Say. That he is. Like, oh, look, there's Mr. Don't Join, and they just keep calling him that. Mm. Yeah. Well, clever. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't have to join anything. I'm going to call you Don't Join. <laughs> and he's I like, isn't care, that a Transformer? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm so trying he, to think of examples. I, I, We do have some friends. or or So when when I, I, I've brought this up before. Working at Forbidden Planet, we used to give a lot of the regulars, the kids, that would come in a lot of the time. We'd give them nicknames to make it easier because, you know, kids come and go and it's hard to. Um, and so there are, you know, there are a bunch of kids like that that I know of only by their nicknames still. So maybe it's kind of like, and then everybody else would refer to them as that and nobody would have any clue what their. Oh, yeah. It feels weird to hear their real name. You know, sometimes right. it's like, oh, yeah, wait, Snake Eyes. Well, he worked there, but. um. <laughs> There was a guy that worked there that we called Snake Eyes. There was a kid named, you know, uh, Nanas because it was short for Eddie Bananas. And then there was another kid named Creamsicle. There was another kid named Yo-Yo. There are all these, like, half of them, I have no clue what their real name is. You know what I mean? Wait, so these were customers or these were people who worked for you? Um, well, Snake Eyes worked for me, but... Um, <laughs> so they sound like a mobster. <laughs> yeah. I like Snake that Eyes... you don't know his real name because he's like a man of mystery. So. Well, that's how it that's how it came about, that there was a yeah. there was an open spot on the schedule. And when we were making the schedule, we didn't know who was going to be filling that spot. So we would put, you know, question mark. We started out, we'd put question mark, and then we just put all these mysterious characters to fill in there until we found somebody to take that spot. And then when we hired this guy, we're just like, oh, you're Snake Eyes. And then everybody just referred to him as Snake Eyes from then on in. And that was just, you know. His name is Brian. He's a cool guy. I like him a lot. Brian. But he was permanently branded Snake Eyes. Um, if my name was Brian, I'd want to go by Snake Eyes too. No yeah. offense to all the Brians out there, no. but compared to Snake Eyes, it's you know, um, it's pretty. It's pre- Snake Eyes is pretty bad. Uh, yeah, pretty bad. But the, the rest good. of them are mostly kids. Kids that would hang out. I wouldn't necessarily call them customers because they didn't spend a lot of money. They were just kind of you know, locals. regulars. Right. Yeah, and they so, haven't earned the right to be called customers. That's right. You got to pay me if you want to be a customer. <laughs> they know it's not a library, right? <laughs> I, I keep telling them. The, I point to the sign all the time. Um, but yeah, then then most of them are just you know, in order to kind of keep track of regulars when you know, and it's just like, oh yeah, that kid is, you know. Speaking of Benicio, speaking of Froyo, so maybe don't, DJ is like that. Yes, it, it's a thing. <laughs> Do you think that it started when he was younger, or does he like? Do you think he started calling himself? He's like, "Hey guys, I'm not going to join anything, so you can call me Don't Join." 
I think in high school he joined. He was famous for being in a lot of clubs, and everyone mm. made fun of him. So when he went to college, he was like, "I'm going to totally reform my whole identity. I'm not going to join yeah. anything from here on out." And there, there you go. That's <laughs> how he got it. Um, and you learned something interesting about Benicio del Toro. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a daughter, hmm. uh, named uh, Delia Stewart. Mm-hmm. Whose grandfather is Rod Stewart? Whoa, isn't that weird? That is mm. weird. Uh, Benicio del Toro, uh, and the mother is Kimberly Stewart, the daughter of uh, of, of rock legend Rod Stewart. So uh, there you go. I feel like have I heard that before? I don't know. I read. I saw a clickbait article on the internet. It got me furious, as clickbait articles do. <laughs> it was like. A list of uh, fifteen like weird people who are related in weird ways. Hmm. For instance, like that, like Benicio del Toro is the father of the grandfather, the grandchild of Rod Stewart. Right. And I looked at it, and like literally two thirds of the things were like, so and so is the godparent of this, you know, hmm. this celebrity is the godparent <laughs> of this other celebrity. Like, that's not like that's cheating. You can't be something that a relationship someone picks like that. It has yeah. to be like, you know. Anyway, you can delete that for the show if you want. <laughs> no, no. We're sticking with it. Oh, oh well. <clears throat> um, anyway, Benicio Del Toro, mm-hmm. related to... Uh, Rodney Stewart. Ro- Mr. Sir Ro- Sir Rodney, Rodney Stewart. Stewart. Is it really Rodney? I guess I, so. I have no idea. Sir Roderick David Stewart. Rod- Roderick. Roderick is better than Rodney. Yeah. Is it? I guess Apologies so. to all Rodneys listening. Yeah. They don't get any respect. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, a dangerous field? Um <clears throat> the um <laughs> How did we get here? What are we talking about? Oh yeah. We're talking about uh Haitian smelt. Is that Haitian smelt? <laughs> that's what it, that's that is Haitian smelt is the the that's what uh, her necklace is made out of because yeah. it expresses an interest in her uh, and I thought it was like Haitian like it's not Haitian it's Hazy, H-A-Y-S-I-N, because right. she's from the Hazen. planet Haze Minor. Mm. So uh, ah. that's where I was. Uh, um, that's where, why he's saying Haitian. And of course, you know what they say, Haitian smelt it, dealt it. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to get there. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, well, so that's uh, all I have for minute 85. So what this is 85. 85. Do you have anything else more? Um not uh, Tony, what are you looking forward to in the rest of the movie? I know you've seen it, so you know, but what should we look out for going forward in the rest of the movie? What's something Oh, you guys are going to love it. Hmm. Uh I I think the Snoke throne room scene, the mm. battle there, I think that literally might be my favorite Star Wars scene. I love that scene I, so much. I agree. Yeah. I, and that is, that is, uh, that's such a big memory for me of, of that first night seeing it. Like the theater, like, freaked out when that happened. Like everybody yeah. started cheering. And like, it was the only moment in like the new movies when I've seen them that like got that reaction. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really love that. And I think the whole, the whole ending bit, um, the, the, the Luke when, Kylo part? Yes, yes. I, I enjoy all of that quite a bit as well. You call that Lulo? Luke Lulo. and Kylo? Yes. 
Lulo. Uh, yeah, you I think you can't do it the other way. Don't. Try. <laughs> Those uh those are probably my uh yeah those are probably my two favorite bits of the uh the whole movie, um, mm-hmm. but yeah really enjoyed that and I also let me just throw in one one little thing and this is really just to make fun of myself here, uh but I swear to God this is a hundred percent true it's the only time in my life I have ever done this, the first time I saw it opening night, first showing opening night, the uh, you guys have already talked about it in depth uh the the Mary Poppins moment mm. with Leia. When that started happening, I literally pinched myself because it felt wow. so out of place and weird that I was like convinced that I wasn't really seeing what I was seeing. <laughs> Am I having that weird Star Wars dream again? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I knew even in doing it, I couldn't believe that I was even doing it. I knew in the moment, <laughs> this is stupid. Am I really doing this? And I did it. And You asked uh, the guy next to you to pinch you. Yeah. Not my proudest moment, but I'll, I'll admit it. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Another non-controversial minute. Well, thank you for <laughs> uh, for joining us here all this week. Uh, Tony, people should, of course, check out your podcast, Bizarre Albums. Thank you for mm-hmm. having me, and thank you for saying that. And uh, listeners, if you want to check out another podcast we do, you should check out our other show, Star Wars Minute Weekend Edition. Oh, That's right. Weekend it's, Edition. It's the uh, show that we do on uh, for the weekend for you, dear listeners. And uh, you get, we talk about Star Wars. We talk about all sorts of other topics besides Star Wars. Sometimes we barely talk about Star Wars at all in favor of uh, other things like... What else? What else have we talked about? Like famous DJs. Famous, famous DJs. DJs. <laughs> uh, yes. So uh, if you want to, if that sounds appealing to you at all for some reason, go to StarWarsMinute.com slash Patreon, become a Patreon supporter, and get more Star Wars Minute in your life while helping us uh, keep the lights on here, as they say in the podcasting world. Thanks for listening to Star Wars Minute. Star Wars Minute. Star Wars Minute.